Um, so we are going to begin with a brisa. Again, just uh, and please, please feel free, anyone who's new or not new, feel free to interject with any questions, any clarifications. A brisa, just again to, to clarify for, for, for all, is uh, we have the Mishnayis. The Mishnayis we're all aware of. They were organized by Rav Yehuda Hanasi about... 17, 1800 years ago, Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi being the last of the Tanaim. The Brisa, there is something, a, a Mishnah is, is what he incorporated into what is seen as the core of our oral tradition. A Brisa, the Aramaic word Brisa comes from Milabar, Bar. Bar means outside. Something that, so to speak, didn't make the cut. But it didn't go into the garbage. It was just like the other edition. Okay, so when we say something is a Brisa, what that means is that it still ha- is authoritative. It's not as authoritative as a Mishnah. But it's quasi-authoritative to the point that if you have a conflict between Mishnah and Brisa, the Mishnah will win out. But if there is no conflict, we go with the Brisa. And very oftentimes the Brisa will elucidate certain laws or will introduce laws that we have, are not found in the Mishnah whatsoever. The Gemara will quote the Brisa and now we have a new, uh, you know, a new law which isn't found in the Mishnah. But again, if it's brought down in the Gemara, that means they're giving it their stamp of approval, and it's part of our tradition, okay? So we are going Tanu Rabbanan. Uh, when it says the sage is taught, that means they're quoting a brisa, okay? So what does the brisa say? Ein mafligin besfina pachos mishlosha yamim kodim leshabbos. We do not set sail on a ship less than three days before Shabbos. Okay, so it must be, you cannot set, a, set sail on a ship less than three days before Shabbos. So we'll see, does that mean Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Does that mean Thursday, Friday, and Shabbos? We'll come back to that question. But the bottom line is, the Bryce is teaching us that you cannot set sail on a ship three days before Shabbos. Okay? But medvar mamurim, in what case is this set about? Meaning, is this an all-inclusive law, or is it limited to certain particular situations? So the Gemara qualifies. It says, Lidivar harishus. It's only for things which are rishus, means something you're allowed to do. Okay? Um, something voluntary. Avalidvar mitzvah, if you're traveling for a mitzvah, shop your dummy, then it is good. When it says it's good, meaning you don't have to worry about not traveling three days before. So let's give a very great and practical example. Let's say you're making aliyah, which is a mitzvah, and your boat, your ship, is leaving on Thursday, right? So you read those price, you're like, uh oh, I can't go. But the Gemara qualifies it and says, no, that's only if you're going on a cruise to relax. But if you're going for a mitzvah, again, that's one of many mitzvahs you could be doing on a ship, then it would be fine. You'd be allowed to leave on Thursday, no problem. Okay? So let's keep on reading. Uposek imo amenas lishbos ve'eno shoves. Divrei Rebbe. Okay, so here we now have a debate. We have the Rebbe says that you have to stipulate with the captain of the ship that on Shabbos, he'll stop sailing. Okay, he'll just like, just anchor down, not travel, and, um, and, uh, and, 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 and even if he doesn't rest, even if he ignores you, that's okay, but you have an obligation to make that stipulation. Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, Rabban Shimon ben Gamliel argues and says, Ain't no you don't have to do so. Okay, fine. One more law from this section over here. Umitsur litzidan, from Tyre to Sidon, which is a very small distance. Afilu be'erav Shabbos mutter, even on Friday, it's permitted. Okay, so let's unpack everything we just learned. Again, so it starts off with a law, okay? There is clearly, seemingly a rabbinic law telling us you're not allowed to travel three days before Shabbos by boat. That is only true if you're going for something voluntary as opposed to a mitzvah. So if you're going for a cruise, forbidden the three days before Shabbos. If you're going for a mitzvah, you're going to make aliyah, you're going to go help people somewhere, whatever it is, that's a mitzvah. This decree does not apply. Okay. Then there is this debate about whether or not you have to tell or uh, ask the captain not to 
travel on Shabbos. Okay, two opinions about that. Even the opinion says that you have to do that. He acknowledges that if he ignores you, you don't have to jump ship. You don't have to get on a raft and start like making your way to shore or whatever it is. Okay, you did your part. And then if you're stuck, you're stuck. Okay, those two opinions over there, we'll see how we rule. Okay, and then the last halacha is that if it's a short travel. If you're going from one, you know, island to another to a very short distance, that we're not talking about. We're talking about long distances, but a short travel you're allowed to do even on Friday. Okay? That is the Brisa and its subsequent discussion in the Gemara. Let's now see how this is codified a few hundred years later in the Shulchan Aruch. Again, the Shulchan Aruch is written uh, in the 16th century, uh, written by Rav Yosef Karo, um, he's, and this becomes like the authoritative uh, book on Jewish law. There are glosses, there are notes written by Ramosha Isserlis. He is the Ashkenazi postic, and those are always be- begin with the words Haga. Uh, Haga is basically just a way of saying that there's a note over here, so we're on page 24, source 2. Let's see how the Shulchan Aruch uh, codifies this. We haven't yet seen, we haven't yet explored, where does this prohibition come from? What's the deal? Why can't you do this? We'll get there. We're going to discuss in a moment where this prohibition, what, what the rationale is behind this prohibition. We're, we'll, we'll get there. Okay? So says the Shulchan Aruch, source 2. Mutter lahaflig besfina afilu be'erev Shabbos im holech lidvar mitzvah. You are allowed to travel by boat even on Friday, if you're going for a mitzvah. Again, you're going for something which is a positive commandment. You're fulfilling a mitzvah. You're allowed to go on a boat on Friday. Uposek Moshe Yishbos. So here he rules like the first opinion. He says, you have to stipulate with the captain they have to stop on Shabbos. Okay? If he doesn't uh, rest on Shabbos, there's no issue. Okay, let's pause here for a second. I just want to point out, although it's not brought down over here, many of the commentators disagree and they say, even though we do rule like that, even though, as the Shulchan Aruch says, that you have an obligation to knock on the cabin's door, on the captain's door and say, excuse me, captain, I'm going on your ship and I want you to stop on Shabbos. No traveling on Shabbos. And, uh, right? So, yes, good luck. Exactly. So, most of the later postgames say that if you know there is no chance in the world that he's going to listen to you, save yourself a trip. Okay, and that's basically the way that we rule. So although the Shulchan Aruch says you must stipulate with the captain, if you're on a carnival cruise and you're one of like 17,000, I don't know, 7,000 people on this cruise ship and, you know, you're a little stinky little guy showing up and knocking on the door, if you can even get to the captain, uh, he'll laugh you out of, the, out, of the, out of the room and therefore there's no obligation to do so, okay? But uh, what we're learning is that if it's for a mitzvah, you're allowed to go on the ship on Friday and let's continue down the Shulchan Aruch, avalidvar harishus, when it comes to voluntary matters, again, on vacation, etc. Okay, um, you're not allowed to get on a ship less than, uh, you know, if, if it's less than three days before Shabbos. Okay, so this is how we rule. We rule you're not allowed to get on a ship less than three days before Shabbos. Okay, says the Ramah. Let's just finish the, the section over here. So the Haggah, again, this is the Ramah, Ramosha Israelis adding his notes. He says, Before three days it's permitted. So here the Ramah adds something fascinating. He says, let's say you're getting on a ship. We're not, pretend you're not getting on a cruise ship. But think, you know, put yourself back in, uh, you know, the mindset of some, someone traveling a thousand years ago, whatever it is. Now, you know what they, you know, the, the call all hands on deck, right? If you're on a cruise, they're not saying all hands on deck. They're saying get out of the way if there's a problem, right? But back in the day, all hands on deck. If you're on a ship, there's a very good possibility you'll be called upon to help out, right? So the Ramah is pointing out over here, let's say you get on a ship on Sunday. Okay, check the box. But you know there's, I don't know, 20 people on the ship. And there's a very good chance 
that on any given day, you're going to be called upon to do something in order to ensure that the ship is going to not sink, in order to ensure that people are safe. So he's addressing the fact, is it permitted to even travel by ship at all? Right? Because if I get on the ship and I know for a fact that I'm going to set myself up for a situation where I'm going to have to be Mechal Shabbos, where I'm going to have to desecrate Shabbos, right? There's a very, th- let's think about what, he, what, he's, what he's bringing up over here because it's a fascinating idea. We all know the law that if I'm in an in dangerous situation or even in a potentially dangerous situation, all the laws of Shabbos go out the window. I could do whatever I need to do, right? Someone has a, a God forbid, a, a, a head injury. You don't know how dangerous it is. You call Atzala, you get in the car, no questions asked. If someone has a deep cut, you don't know how deep it is, you, could be, you get in the car, you call, whatever it is, no problem, right? We all know that, right? Anytime it's even suffake pikuach nefesh, anytime we even have a doubt that there is a danger, you're allowed to, all the laws of Shabbos are waived in such a scenario, right? What the Ramah is bringing up is the following. Am I allowed to put myself in a situation where I know it'll likely cause me to be in a situation of pikuach nefesh? Right? It's a, it's a fascinating question, right? He's saying that I'm putting myself in it, right? No, what, the situations I just shared with you are the ones we're familiar with. I'm just walking down the street or whatever it is and something happens. Of course, I'm allowed to do things for Bikuach Nefesh. But am I allowed to go on a boat? Again, certainly nowadays it's not as relevant, but back in the day, am I allowed to go on a boat where it's very likely I'll be called upon in order to save the collective life of the people? Even though, again, I'm, going, I'm doing something deliberate, which is going to cause me on Shabbos to have to go and violate Shabbos to save lives. Maybe I shouldn't be able to go on the boat. To that, the Ramah says no. If it's the first three days of the week, right, or it's not the last three days of the week, I'm allowed to do so. Even if I know I'm one of 10 people on the boat and it's almost inevitable that I'm going to be called upon, once I'm allowed to get on the boat and now I find myself in a situation of Bikuach Nefesh on Shabbos, it's permitted. Yes, Lisa. So, I mean, it seems that the doctor... By simply learning the laws of medicine, then, you know, by, by learning the principles of medicine. Yep, yep, yep. It's a similar principle. It's a similar principle, right? But it, it, yes, it's, it's a very uh, fair point. And, and it's exactly the same principle. But it's a, it, it, to me, it's just worth highlighting that it's a, it, when you think about it conceptually, it, it's, it's different. It's not your typical pikuach nefesh. You're absolutely right. Are you allowed to put yourself in a situation where it's going to cause you later on? And the answer is yes. Yes. Yeah. Other, in those days when sure. Sure. And even we'll see some practical examples for us as well. Uh, but it's just right. It's 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 interesting to think about the the broadening of pikuach nefesh. Uh, sorry. You know what? Helene was waiting before. I'm sorry. Then I'll take your question. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. Um, let's say you're going on a cruise, cruise, mm-hmm. but you're bringing, you're stopping in one of the islands, mm-hmm. and you're going to bring tzedaka to the shul or one of the islands. Is that a mitzvah to do that? And can you go on the cruise? I'd call that, uh, I, I, I don't think so. Meaning the virus just means you're really, you need to be on this boat, you know, like uh, you need to be on this boat. Yeah? So it's always a good idea to take stucca. I just uh, have a few dollars in my pocket now. People are giving me money to take to Israel. It's great. Uh, but but uh, the bottom line is that if you're going on a cruise, you're going on the cruise. See that as Devar Harshos. Yes, Rachel. So maybe I missed something, but this, the all hands on deck principle, does that matter whether you have to be on the ship or you don't have to be on the ship? Could, could you, what, what do you mean? Okay, so if you're just going for pleasure, mm-hmm. this is the previous example, then you can't go, right? If it's not three days before Shabbos. But you can go if you have to go for a particular reason. So here, this is another example of if, what about if, if you're, you, you have a pretty good you know, thought that you're going to have to do it. 
then you can go, he says. Correct. Even though, but even if that's for even if that's for pleasure. Correct, correct. That's what he's saying. He's saying even I could go on Monday or Tuesday, right? Even though I'm going for a carnival cruise, right? I'm just going for pleasure. Okay. Even though I know later on, as long as I went the first part of the week. A tiny carnival cruise, right? Ten people. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. A carnival raft. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Let's now go. So what we haven't yet explored is Where's this coming from? Why, why are the rabbis prohibiting this? And we'll see there are a number of reasons, and the different reasons will have ramifications even for those of us who do not uh, frequent cruises. Yes? Is this referring to, I'm assuming this is referring to a trip that's definitely going to take you into Shabbos, or at least a good chance. Meaning if you know, he said, you know, he gave an example of Ere Shabbos, if it's less, Correct. So if, less than three days if you know you'll be there before Shabbos, or there's a good chance you'll be there before Shabbos. Right. It would have to be, and I, 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 don't, I don't know the exact measurement, but yeah, if it's a very short trip that you know it's like you're going on like a, a ferry, you know, to, to whatever it is. Correct. It's a little bit easier on a, on a, in a car. I, again, ideally, and I just mentioned this parenthetically, you know, the postcom do speak about trying to travel early on Fridays uh, because of this. I'm sure every one of us, I don't know, I'll speak for myself, I have some horror stories of whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, with the car, it's, there's no direct prohibition uh, due to the fact that you could stop that car, you know, in, in most scenarios, not, not necessarily where you're going, but you could stop that car and stop at Motel 6 or whatever um, on the side of the road. Um, and therefore, the prohibition doesn't apply um, in terms of driving. But again, ideally... I would stop before. Okay, I would, I would leave early. Okay, so let's see the Mishnah The Mishnah again, who is the Mishnah The Mishnah is uh, known as the Chafetz Chaim. In addition to his work on Shmira Salashon, on prohibited speech, he wrote one of the most important, influential, or I should say most influential books of the 20th century of Halakha, where he writes comments on parts of the Shulchan Aruch, on the Ora Chaim section of the Shulchan Aruch, which is the, the most practical, relevant parts of the Shulchan Aruch. He wrote a commentary, and we're going to see his commentary over here, where he explains to us where this prohibition is coming from by collecting a number of different ideas from the earlier commentators. Okay, so source number three from the Mishnah Bura. There are many reasons given by the authorities. There are those who say the reason is, Shema Yitzarech HaYisrael, Maybe because perhaps the Jew will uh, need perhaps one possible reason behind this prohibition. Uh, let me pause over here. You know, the Gemara doesn't get, say why. The Gemara, so the Bryce just says, you cannot do X, right? But it doesn't give the rationale behind this, right? And so all the later commentators, we call the Rishon and the medieval commentators, are grappling to understand what the rationale is. And as we'll see, depends on what the reason is, it's going to have ramifications because we'll extrapolate. You know, like, y'all just ask, like, well, is a ship like a car? Well, it depends. Depends on what the reason is. We'll see if it applies to other, uh, other scenarios, right? So one possible reason is that, uh, we touched upon this a little bit before, is that there's a chance that you will be called upon to do melacha, to do otherwise prohibited activity on Shabbos to save lives, right? Demakum sakanahu, because being on a ship, certainly historically, is a dangerous endeavor. Or even if the non-Jew is going to do work for you, right? We're tying the mast or uh, other violations, right? So what is that? Meaning, in addition to me being prohibited to do work, we know there's a rabbinic decree, which is that a non-Jew is not allowed to do work for me. Again, there are exceptions, but the point is, am I allowed to put myself in a scenario? This is what we were just touched upon a moment before. The, the reason that it's not allowed during the, first th- th- uh, the last three days of the week, according to this first approach, is because I'm going to be setting myself up in a scenario where either I will have to do work or someone will have to do work for me. And the halacha, basically what we're learning from this Gemara, is that in such a scenario 
where I'm setting it up, I'm, I'm engaging in something where I'm going to likely have to do melacha, I'm not allowed to engage in that activity before Shabbos, before Shabbos being defined by the three days before Shabbos. If I do it when it's not before Shabbos, i.e. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, maybe Wednesday, then that issue doesn't exist. But if I do it right before Shabbos, it's inappropriate due to the fact that I'm setting myself up for a scenario where Malacha is going to be done. If it's a two-week journey, if you go Sunday, you could still be called upon to do Malacha on, on Shabbos. E- even if it's a one-week journey and you know it's going to be on Shabbos, right? Again, like, so... Like, I, I, how the danger part is tied into the time. Okay, so so good. So what what he's what he's saying is like this. We we could you know, like we said a moment before. If a person, you know, this question of can I set myself up in a scenario where I'm going to ultimately be in a case a scenario pikuach nefesh, a scenario where my life or someone's life is in danger, therefore I can do malacha. Can I set myself up for such a situation? And to that what he, they're interpreting this gemara to be saying is you could do so as long as it's not before Shabbos. They're saying, yes, you could do so, but not like right before Shabbos. Then, you know, you shouldn't be doing so. But if it's not right before Shabbos, i.e. three days before Shabbos, then you are allowed to set yourself you up. You have a big storm that doesn't show up for a week on Shabbos. That's fine. That's fine. As long as you set... What, what they're saying is that at what, when am I allowed to set myself up for a scenario where it's going to potentially cause Chil Shabbos? The answer is, as long as it's not before Shabbos, I'm allowed to do so. So yeah, if I know it's a one-week cruise and I know I'm going to be going through dangerous terrain and it's almost inevitable that I'll be doing something on Shabbos, that's fine. As long as I did it on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday. But if I did it right before Shabbos... That's, that's disgraceful. It's, it, it, it's, it's, it's wrong to do that to Shabbos. It's wrong to go so close to Shabbos to such an inevitable situation. That, that's, that's the principle. I recognize it's a little bit hard to wrap our heads around, right? right? You could, you could, so it's, it's saying that, yes, you could go on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, knowing that you will be Michal Shabbos, but that's okay because you didn't do it right before Shabbos. But to go right before Shabbos, you're not supposed to do that. Does, does that make sense? Everyone with me? Yeah? Yes. I, at, the, at the time that this was... Um, you know, decided there was no alternative to, to travel. travel. That's right. You needed to go to certain places. So, That's right. So it's not like there was a choice. And so the question is then, how do you do it? That's fair. That's fair. You're right. They are. They are certainly dealing with this with uh, with the reality where traveling by ship is, is is basically it. You know, certainly any long distance traveling for the most part. And so you're, you're right. In other words, that's a fair point. And therefore, you know, I mean, I'm not going to extrapolate further and say, and therefore nowadays we shouldn't go at all. Thank God no one says that for all those who want to go traveling by ship. But but you're right. There, there was it was a necessity, and therefore there was this balancing act. It would seem perhaps between the two. That's an excellent point. Thank you. Yes. Just want to do it isn't allowed. Is allowed to just do something that's going to put you in a situation. That's a good point. Even if you just want to, that's true. That's true. That's true. Otherwise, you can never, never go out of your you're, you're right. You're right. That's a fair point. And right, it's because ultimately it does rule that if, even if it's a cruise, even if it's for fun, you would be allowed to do so because, yes, you know you're inevitably going to be, be you know, being desecrating Shabbos, but it wasn't before Shabbos and therefore it's okay. Right. In other words, maybe to say it differently, I know I'm getting some some funny stares. And to say it differently is that you know the question is at what point do you have to be start being sensitive towards Shabbos? Right. On Sunday, do you have to be thinking about Shabbos? The answer is halachically, strictly speaking, no. Right. On Monday, you have to be thinking about Shabbos. Strictly speaking, no. But on Wednesday, on, on on Thursday, I have to be thinking about Shabbos. And therefore, to go on a ship on Thursday. I know I'm going to be desecrating Shabbos. I'm not allowed to do that because Shabbos is already on my mind. It's, era, it's an extended era of Shabbos at that point, right? So that, that's the basic principle behind this. Uh, there, one more line, I've, which I skipped. Omishum iser tchumen. 
Okay, or the potential for what is known as the prohibition of Tchum Shabbos. Okay, so this is a long discussion we're going to see in a later volume of the laws of Shabbos. But the basic idea of Tchum is that there is a biblical or rabbinic prohibition that I cannot go beyond my, uh, the city limits or where I am living 2,000 amos beyond my, where, my living space. So for you and I, all of us here living in Baltimore, uh, you'd have to go on a really long walk to even enter the possibility of entering the prohibition of Tchum, okay? Because everything is continuous. There's houses and houses and houses. Even if you're walking along like the 695 or the 83, you're walking through ultimately residential or, or, or built up places. But if you're living in like a small village, um, at one point in Ner Yisrael, this was an issue because it was really all secluded. And to travel outside of Ner Yisrael, you would be going through a decent amount of space where there weren't any houses. And there was a question, can you leave yeshiva? Yeshiva, they were very smart. They wanted to keep us uh, in, in place. Um, so anyway, the point is that on a boat, right? On a boat, if you're on your boat, so I start Shabbos and that's my home. And now is there, you know, if I start traveling 2,000 amos, which the boat moving is going to travel, right? So maybe there's an issue of tchum, of the fact that I'm going beyond my, my residential place. Now, it's worth noting, most authorities say that tchum only applies on the ground, Okay, and as long as you are, uh, you know, higher than, uh, you know, ten tefachim above the ground, and the ground over here means ground, not water, then tchum doesn't apply. And therefore, on a boat in the middle of the ocean, or a plane, which is going to be a relevant, uh, you know, application of this, the issues of tchum do not apply. Okay, so this is one set of reasons that, again, that if it's before, then you don't have to worry about the inevitable Chil Shabbos. But if it's before Shabbos, you can't get on the boat because you're going to inevitably be Mechal Shabbos. And you should have been thinking about that as you were, you're not, and therefore not allowed to get onto the boat in those three days before. Yes, Lisa. Well, I've probably forgotten Right. How is, that, how is that not an issue? Okay. So, so, correct. So, so we'll come back to this. But nowadays, in, in the major, in, in virtually almost all cases, unless you're taking a cruise from Israel, uh, which is its own set of uh, complications, uh, but in your typical cruise that any of you would go on, um, as long as the vast majority, as long as the majority of people are non Jews, it's no longer an issue of someone doing something for you. So if someone walks into a room and there are four people in the room, and, you know, whatever, and three of them are Jewish and one of them is non-Jewish, that's a problem. If three of them are non-Jewish, one of them is Jewish, it's fine. You're typically, even these like kosher cruises, you're usually like a fraction of the, of the group over there and therefore that's not an issue. Okay. Okay. Yes. No, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's go a little further. So the Mishnah reason number two, the second paragraph uh, from the Harif Svirle. According to the Rif, the Rif being one of the earliest medieval commentators, he says the Iker Ha'iser Mishum Bitol Mitzvas Oneg Shabbos. He says because it gets in the way of an obligation that we have of resting on Shabbos. He says, forget pikuach nefesh. Let's say you're on a, a boat where you know that you're not going to be asked to help out in any way. But there's a concern that being on a boat, you're not going to be able to enjoy Shabbos, okay? He says, the first three days, it is unsettling. There is pain because of the shaking of the ship, okay? Uh, I'm sorry? 
Oh, times have changed. Well, I don't know. I, I, I've never gone on a cruise. But I hear from people who go on cruise, even these tremendous cruise ships, they still get seasick. I don't know. Uh, some people still get seasick. I guess depend. Yeah, I guess I speak to the plebeians. Okay, uh, fine. As it says in Tehillim, that, uh, that, you are, that they reel back and forth and stagger like a drunkard. Okay. Also, the foul smell that comes from the salt water. Okay. It's only after three days that a person is now accustomed to being on sea, and therefore there's no issue. So yeah, so one could ask, and this is a discussion, hey, maybe according to the riff, would he apply that to your typical traveler on a cruise? Maybe many would argue that. Maybe not. Maybe not. Because at the end of the day, most people, the cruise is so large, it's like it's bigger than, I don't know, it's bigger, you know, it, it's, it's tremendous. And therefore, many people don't feel seasick. Certainly a smaller ship where it's very common to feel, where those of us who are not regular sea uh, travelers would feel seasick. Maybe it'd be more of an issue, right? So um, certainly to go on like a yacht, you know, uh, you know for, for a little trip, that would certainly be an issue. You know, it's, it, the, it's going back and forth. And that's how the riff understands the prohibition. If you're there for longer than a week, right, this is the easiest one to understand, right? It's easiest to understand because the idea is after a couple of days, you settle in and therefore you don't feel seasick anymore. But for the first few days, you'll feel seasick. And we have a mitzvah called Oneg Shabbos that we're supposed to be enjoying Shabbos. You can't set yourself up for a situation where you're not going to be enjoying Shabbos. Now let's think about already, and hopefully we'll have time to get there, but there'll be other scenarios where you might do something which might impact your Oneg Shabbos. Can you do those things? We'll come back to that. Yes. Like, like the Ah, very good, right? So this is a big discussion, right? So, so uh, I'll mention quickly now, but, but this is a big discussion based on this riff. Are you allowed to do things which are elective? Now, I'm, uh, let, let's, you know, the, so this is where, meaning if a person, and it's not so relevant because so often we are at the whims of the, of the, you know, the doctors or whatever it is, but if you do have a choice and it's something completely elective, anything which is a medical necessity, so I would, you know, any, any uh, vaccine or things like that, Whatever. If, if this is the time you have to do it, you know that, that's already I guess murky territory because someone would say, "I need to get, I need to get as soon as possible," and and that's a fair argument. I think it's a fair argument. But let's say this year or whatever. I mean, is it, what if it isn't? What okay. If it's elective? So if it's if it's elective, or let's just take a, a vaccine, you know, and I could take it on Friday because I have more time, or I could take it on Tuesday and I have to leave work, you know, whatever. I, you should take it on Tuesday. You should really take it on. You should you should take you should try to avoid things which or you have some elective surgery which is where it's going to cause you some discomfort. You should really like uh, you know whatever it is some dental surgery again if it's necessity. Don't ask. Of course, of course, of course, of course. Just do it. You do it whenever you need to do. Uh, you need to take care of your health. But if it's anything which it doesn't really make a difference, the first part of the week or later part of the week, and it's something which will likely cause you pain, discomfort for a couple of days, then you should do it in the first part of the week based on this riff. Yes, yeah, and then shall I? It's convenient. Right, 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 right. 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 Yeah. Right. So I, I would highly discourage it. I would highly discourage it if that's the rationale. Yes. Because so many people would schedule dental stuff, wisdom teeth pulled out. Oh, let me do it on a Thursday, Friday. I have the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, yes, Ellie. Well, I mean, I, this is really about other things. This is about, for example, how much time off do you get from your job? Okay, right, right. You know, and maybe the recuperation isn't really that you're miserable, but that you're just in bed. I mean, like, how bad does it have to be, and how 
And does the alternative have to be for you to make that choice? That's a very fair question. So I, I would say generalities, but yes, if it's going to cause a, a financial loss that you're not going to be able to do so, meaning, yeah, I'm going to be completely out of commission and I have to miss work or whatever it is, then it would be permitted to, you're not, based on this, you're not, you're not permitted to, uh, I'm not talking about on the boat, but that extrapolation, right? I want to be clear. Uh, the extrapolation that many poskim take from here, which is not the codified halacha, but it's more of the extrapolation, uh, one is not, it's not agreed upon by all, I would not say you're obligated to lose money and therefore if you don't have time off or whatever it is. Um, and yeah, if it's, if, it's, if it's just, I'm going to take it easy that day, I'm not uncomfortable, I'm able to enjoy Shabbos, okay? Meaning if I know I'm going to be home, but I'm going to be fine. I'm going to just have a regular Shabbos, but I won't go to Shul, okay? It's fine. Don't tell anyone. It's okay. Uh, but, that, but, but if you're going to be in pain, you're not going to be bedridden. And again, all things considered, financial peace aside, yeah, you should do it at the beginning of the week. Yes? What about from the doctor's end? If patients want to do their surgeries on Friday, and then you know there's more of a chance you're going to the, 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 the I don't know if it's a lifne either. They, that, that's on them. I don't, I don't think it's a lifne. I don't, I, don't, I don't believe. I need to think through a little bit more. I don't think that's the doctor's obligation. I don't believe. I don't believe. Because there's, there's too many. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because I think it's, they have to, they, you know, you don't know what calculations they have, and it may... Okay, yes? A little bit off topic, but as you're talking about being on the boat on Shabbos, I'm thinking to myself, like, so our modern-day equivalent, let's say, is a plane. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get to planes. Okay, because I was like, if you, just, if, so if you just asked me, like, instinctively, I would be like, of course you can't be on a plane on Shabbos. Right. But, like, if you got, I don't know, if you're going to Australia and it's, like, 24 hours, whatever, you get on, like, Friday morning. Yeah. You yeah. can't do that, can you? <laughs> Short answer is no but, uh, and we'll come back to it. Okay, <laughs> okay. yes. Oh, sorry, I thought it was somewhere. Okay, let's turn the page. Let's turn to page 25. We're not done the reasons. Let's see so a little bit more. Um, source 25. There are those who say, and this is Tosvos, okay? So again, the Mishnah Brew over here is just collating. He's organizing all the medieval commentators. He says that, Tom, the reason, he suggests the reason that it's prohibited to go on a boat, because it appears as if a person is floating and swimming on the water. Not that it appears, but it's similar to swimming on Shabbos. Vizeu iser lekuliyama, and it's forbidden to swim on Shabbos. Okay, mipnei gezera shemayase chavish shel shayatin. There is the Gemara says, and I know some people will ask. Wait, this seems like a very far fetched decree, but nonetheless, this is codified in the Gemara as a halacha. It's forbidden to swim. The rationale behind swimming on Shabbos is a concern that one will make a raft of some sorts. Okay. Now, don't tell me how impractical that might be. The bottom line is, this is what we're, we're, we can discuss that another time, but it is a codified halacha. Going swimming on Shabbos is prohibited based on this concern. So he suggests that maybe this issue over here is because of that. Maybe this, this brysa that said you can't go on a boat is because just like you can't swim, you can't go on a boat for the same reason. He says, Vikodem Gimel Yamim Shari. So he says before three days, meaning the first part of the week it's allowed. Why? Since it was necessary to go a couple of days before Shabbos, a great amount of time before Shabbos, Islan Hekera. There is a recognition, there is some sign or reminder. And the rabbis were not concerned that someone will go ahead and make a raft. Okay, so what's he saying? What he's saying is as follows. The Gemara tells us that the rabbis came along, Chazal came along and said, you cannot go swing on Shabbos, okay? Based on a decree, far-fetched, not far-fetched, again, whatever. The point is, that's what they said. So he's suggesting that maybe this Bryce is really continuation of that halacha. And they said, just like you can't go swimming at all on Shabbos, similarly, you can't go on a boat three days before Shabbos because it's similar to swimming. But if you're going the beginning of the week, it's so dissimilar, like, and the fact that there is this law that you have to go in the beginning of the week, that's enough of a reminder that 
there's a halach, there's some concern over here. And I say to myself, hey, why do I have to go on Monday? Oh, must be because there's some prohibition. What's the prohibition? Oh, yeah, I shouldn't make a boat, okay? I shouldn't make a raft or whatever it is. And therefore, in that case, the rabbis were not concerned that a person's going to go ahead and go swimming or build the raft. And therefore, they said, in the first part of the week, it's no problem. Okay? Yes? So are you allowed to go on a boat if it's going to be moving on Shabbos? According to all these reasons, the answer is yes. Yes. Again, if you go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the first part of the week. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, let's... Ah, so let's, let's look at source for, let's turn the page, we're going to skip around a time, but let's turn to page 26, and let's see from Svi Goldberg, uh, this is, uh, and I would say this is normative, uh, normative law, okay, um, so Chazal decreed, this is just uh, from, uh, he's actually part of the Star K, I believe, right, yeah, Star K, okay, uh, Chazal decreed that it is forbidden to undertake a journey by sea within three days of Shabbos, although the Rishonim early commentators do not agree on the reasoning behind the decree, the primary concern is that a person may get seasick and be unable to join, enjoy Shabbos. That was the reason of the riff, okay? Sailing three days before Shabbos allows time for a person to adjust to the motion of the sea. This concern, excuse me, this concern may seem negligible today, but once Chazal, or sages, have established a decree, we have no right to abolish it. Moreover, some travelers do get seasick on board, on, on, on board cruise ships. Although ships may not toss in the sea, the waves in constant motion often wreak havoc on one's equilibrium. Okay. However, there are two leading factors to keep in mind. First, according to the Vilna Goan, the three days were Thursday, Friday, and Shabbos. Wednesday was not included in the decree, permitting one to embark on a journey on Wednesday. Second, according to all opinions, was, one is permitted to embark any weekday if the ship docks before Shabbos and remains in port during that Shabbos. So the short answer to your question is that according to the vast majority of opinions, I'm acknowledging that there are some who say, ah, cruise ships nowadays... This wouldn't apply, okay? But the vast majority of commentators say this does apply, although, the, although there is a debate, which he just told us about. It said, Gimel Yemen, three days. So the simple read of that is that you have to go before Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. The Vilna Goen says, no, the three days is Shabbos, Friday, Thursday, and therefore even Wednesday. I believe, I believe many, most, many cruise ships go on Sunday. That's my external, superficial, not research knowledge of this, um, that many cruise ships go on Sunday and therefore this wouldn't be an issue. Uh, but uh, there's certainly what to rely upon to go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Um, and if you know that it's a cruise ship that's going to, nowadays we have much more, much more confidence about the fact that if our ship says they're going to dock at a certain time, we'll know they're going to dock, then you'd be allowed to go on a ship, even if it goes on Thursday, if you know they're going to be docking over Shabbos. If they're going to leave again on Shabbos, it's a whole discussion onto its own. Yes? Ask your local Orthodox rabbi. It's going to take us to, it's a, it, yeah, it's complicated. It's complicated, but it's, it's, it's complicated. Yes. Yes, sir. Erev? So within the ship, it's just one entity. You can carry all around, all around the ship. All around the ship. That's fine. That's one, that's one enclosed place. And... Not like you're like carrying something in the middle of the sea without... Correct. 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 Yes. Correct. Yes. I think this is what Yael was saying, though. If you're in a ship, you get on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, right? Mm-hmm. But it has a port of call on Shabbos. Now you right. stay on the boat, but then it's leaving again on Shabbos. Right, right. So it's so I, I would ask them because it's a little more complicated because then you run into the t- possible tchum issue because of the fact that you've now gone to a place where you now have residence. Meaning, as long as you were on the open sea, that wasn't an issue. But once you've docked, you now have a residence, and then you're going to move again. Um, so it would seem that if you go the first three days of the week, then that would not be an issue. I would I would check in at the you know be- before you go. Yes, Charlie. Okay, same. <laughs> Right. And, and now you're talking about the fact that the boat is at a port means that you're somehow inside its home, then you're going out. But if you can't even 
get off the boat, are you really crossing some barrier by staying on the boat and having the boat move? So, so there's more, more permissibility around staying. It's certainly better to stay in the boat, but it's not that you aren't, how to say this best, meaning your point is well taken. In other words, there is a difference between getting off the boat and staying in the boat, and staying in the boat is certainly the ideal in such a situation. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes you must do so. Potentially, it might be some, you know, uh, but, but um, yes, so ideally, you staying on the boat is certainly, is certainly the, the, the right thing to do. If you're in that scenario, staying on the boat is the right thing to do and not getting off the boat. I know I'm not fully addressing your question, but I'm acknowledging there is that difference and staying on the boat is certainly the more ideal thing to do. Okay. Okay, let's, uh, let's go a little bit further. They get a little bit of this is more relevant in Israel. Uh, you do have to be careful in Israel if the majority of, of people on the boat are Jewish or the majority of the sailors are, you know, the people, the staff is Jewish. Uh, it's much more complicated. Uh, for those of us, cru- uh, those of you, I don't know, not me. Uh, but if anyone here goes on cruises here in America, then it's, uh, it's, more rel- you know, it's less relevant uh, because you could assume that most of the staff and most of the participants on the boat are, you don't have to start counting. You could safely assume that, that the vast majority of people are not Jewish. Even again, like Costa Rica, those kosher cruises, again, you are a fraction of the boat uh, and, and there's usually thousands of other people who are not Jewish and the staff's not Jewish, majority, and therefore you don't have to worry about it, okay? So let's just turn to page 29 on the bottom um, and here we're going to talk about traveling by other means, uh, traveling by uh, getting on a train. Let's say a train that uh, travels, you know, a far distance and you're going to be traveling on Shabbos, okay? So I'm not talking about getting on the train, but let's say you got on the train before Shabbos. So here we're talking about a train that's going, you know, cross country or something like that, right? So source number nine, there's a Piscate Shuvos. Um, so source, uh, page 29, excuse me, page 29, source nine. Uh, going by train or by a trolley. Okay, so a chasam sofer oser. The chasam sofer forbids this. Share al hayabasha yesh iser tchumin. On dry land, there is a prohibition of tchum. Again, of traveling a long distance. If you're going on a train, they're typically going to go, you know, beyond the city limits. That's all that you're spending 24 hours. So although, again, and I acknowledge there's a difference between being stationary there and it's better, but this chasam sofer says, even though I'm stationary, my thing is moving, and therefore I'm going beyond the city limits. That's a prohibition. Even according to the opinion who says that above 10 tzfachim, again, okay, like, yay hi, uh, there is no prohibition of tzchumin. Um, everyone agrees, okay, we're not, we're not going to get in tzchumin, but over here basically the point is that there is certainly an issue of tzchum, even if your train is somewhat elevated, there is going to be an issue of tzchum in this case, okay? Turn the page, page 30. Therefore, he says there's a prohibition of being on a train that's traveling cross country, even if you go on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday, because there will definitely be an issue of tchum, whereas again, on the boat, if you're in the middle of the sea, most will say there's no issue of tchum. Being on a train, it's going on the ground, there will be an issue. The ode, he adds, digufo the bo- a person's body shakes uh, by traveling, umikri bittel onik Shabbos, and it is a uh, it is a bittel, it is a, uh, a negation of onik Shabbos. Right, he's using the riffs rationale, the riff, just like the riff said that for the first three days your body's shaking, right? Your body, you feel nauseous. He says on a train it never stops shaking. No, you're constantly moving. You know, you ever try walking on a train? Uh, it's not so easy, right? It's not so easy. It's moving even if it's a comfortable train. And then if you stand up, 
It's not, you're not settled. Um, therefore, um, traveling even within the city, he says, is forbidden. Even when you're not going outside of the Tchum. Now, this is a matter of much debate. There are those, let's actually read a little bit more, and I'll just, I'll just share with you a little bit more. Uh, if you turn to page 31, source 11, this is from the, we're going to read from the Chasim Sofer himself. He says another rationale. He says like this, Visharsho, the root of this matter, Pasuach al Ale Isra Daraisa, Shabbos Shvus. Okay, that he says it's it's based on a biblical prohibition of Shvus, the idea of that there is a cessation of activity which is exertion filled. Kamashakas of Ramban, as the Ramban writes, he says like this. He says there is a prohibition. The Ramban tells us that in addition to uh, the obligation for Oneg Shabbos to relax on Shabbos, there is a quasi biblical prohibition to do anything which it really defies the spirit of Shabbos. You know when people throw around the word, it's not Shabbistic, okay? So it's a little bit amorphous and a little bit ambiguous as to what's included. There are those, and not everyone, but there are those who say that is a biblical obligation to ensure that your Shabbos is, has this restful type of aura, okay? What exactly is included? There are Gemaras that seem to give some examples. There are later commentators that seem to give some examples. It's a matter of much debate, and, and, and ambiguity because it's not so clear, you know, some people just throw it out for everything. Uh, you know, whatever, I don't know, you know, your kids are playing catch in you know, your basement. It's not Shabbos sick. Okay, who said, right? So again, we could, we could debate what the parameters are. The Chasim Sofer is stating over here that to be on a train, to be on a moving item is within this prohibition of not being Shabbos sick. And it's not just something, you know, our, our mother or father said. It's something which is quasi-biblical, he says. And therefore he says, um, I'll just read the bold words of Alanosim, Bedampf, uh, those who travel, Bedampf wagon, which is uh, Yiddish for a steam uh, engine. Eino Shoves, the person's not resting. Vigufo Navana, they're shaking. Vyevsho Lolasak, Viske Shabbos, Bishabato, Asherago Bahambebes, you can't properly experience Shabbos. Viser Gamar, who Afilumi Doraisa, Laramban, he says, therefore, it's a biblical prohibition, even according to the Ramban. Now, not everyone agrees to this. I want to point that out. Uh, there is a historical context. The Ramban is writing it, uh, sorry, the Chasim Sofer is one of the chief. Um, uh, fighters against uh, much of the reform movement, which was introducing at that time. Keep in mind, the early reform movement was was introducing certain things which were based on Gemaras and based on you know Talmudic discussions. It's very it was a very different reform movement than we have today. And there were and there were certain leniencies that they were introducing. And one of those that was brought up was okay, you could travel on a boat, you know, you could travel on a train if you're paid before, whatever it is, you could get on the train, it's no problem. And the Chasim Sofer comes out swinging saying not only is it rabbinically prohibited based on the Gemara we learned, but there's this other idea of sh- being Shabbistic, being able to rest on Shabbos, being on a moving train, he says, is completely out of line. It, how much of this is him saying this because he's trying to set up a, a barrier? I, I don't know. But this is a, a, a response which is, you know, accepted by many, that being on something which is not, which you cannot be, you know, able to relax, you're not able to sit and, and be calm in, it's, it's something which is constantly moving. He says, again, it's not only the problem of the boats uh, in the sense that it's, it's moving, and it's not only the problem of tchum, which is another issue, but there's this f- further issue, uh, which is, uh, again, quasi-biblical, where a person's not able to relax on Shabbos and therefore being on a moving item, which would be a train, or as other post-game later say, similar to a plane, right? It's comfortable while you're sitting, 
But again, walk around a plane or, you know, start, you know, some turbulence, whatever it's going to be. It's not, you know, being in a plane is not so relaxing. It's not so settling. And therefore, there are those who extrapolate from this chasm sofa as well, that being on a plane, even your example before of being on a plane that is traveling on Shabbos, uh, let's say you have a plane where you're able to set up a situation, you get on before Shabbos and you land after Shabbos, um, it would still be, many would still extrapolate from this chasm sofa that it is prohibited. Yes. Mardine. Yeah, that, that would be, I, I believe the Chassam Sofer does speak to that. There are some, you know, where this comes up and there's an interesting discussion is there are some communities in Europe, I believe, um, where the, it, the public train is, is free, okay? So the notion of paying um, would not be a problem, right, because of that. Um, so that is, you know, part of, part of the discussion. So, so I don't know if, but I believe, yeah, but there, that, that certainly would be part of it. But again, if you, let's you're on a train that's, uh, you know, a train that's going across the cross-country train. It's the cross, it says on the cross-country Amtrak. Everyone knows you got on on whatever, five weeks ago. You've been traveling forever, you know? So it's hard to say that there'd be Mars. If there's some evidence sign, you know, to, to, to counter Mars Ayan, you need something that indicates clearly that it's not what people may think it is. You know, let's say you have, uh, whatever, you need some signs. So if there's, you know, some scenarios, let's say it's a free train or it's a, you know, something like that, you might have countered Marasign. But yeah, Marasign would be a factor in some scenarios. A friend of mine's father worked in Japan for many years and they had these trains and he knew no one on that train would know he was Jewish or even know what Okay, he was right. And, right. The, and that person who ran the train didn't know and it was a free train. A, right. So he would take the Okay, okay, right. So again, and there are post-game who did, and this was a big debate. When the, again, I'm blanking on this. There was a place in Europe where the tr- going on the train on Shabbos was, uh, again, there was like local like subways which were free to, in, within the city. Um, and there were post-game who said, no, you're allowed to get on, you're allowed to get off. Um, it's, it's smooth, whatever. Even the Chassam Sofer, maybe. He would even agree it's not as rickety, it's a short drive within the city. And therefore, there, are post- there were post-game who said it's allowed. Um, uh, again, there are other malachos, you have to make sure the doors aren't opening for you and all the other stuff. But, but, but there are those who who, who would disagree? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. And then Shandy, then Shelley, I think. I don't know who had their hand up first. Sorry. No, but I think you mentioned it, though. So, it's like these, in, in Europe, Asia, you need to have these trains that go all the way across like, different countries. And mm-hmm. so, in order to travel, like, the, it would be a different scenario. Like, they used to travel by boat, and now people travel by train to get across, you know, so they would have to just make sure to get off before Shabbos find a place to stop. Correct. So Correct. 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 Um. So, my mother and her peers lived in Deerfield Beach um, in the um, Century Village. Yeah. And yeah. it was hard for them to get to shul. Yeah. And there was a free shuttle going around. Yeah. And they kept asking, one time they asked me, I didn't know the answer, why is it that we can't get on this shuttle in a- to enable us to get to shul? Right. For this population, getting to shul was the biggest mitzvah of the week. Right. And the shuttle driver is not Jewish, and it's free, and you, the door is open, and you and they're stopping at every stop there. already, and they're st- and they're going to every stop regardless. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yes. Many post give. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So again, you would have so so. It's a fair question. A few a few points that post can bring out. You know, I would I would say there's a number of factors at play. Where mo- I don't know any. I believe there may be some post would do allowed. I would say the normative majority view uh, does not. Um, some of the reasons that are given is there is this question in general about added weight and therefore things being done for you. Meaning if you load up your car with, uh, with books, you know, you're going to push the gas a little bit harder. Now there's malacha being done 
for you. I'm not suggesting this person's that, you know, whatever it is, but each person, you know, then there's malacha being done for Jews. Um, so it's not so simple. Uh, that would be l- at least one factor um, at play. Doors opening at certain places, not so simple. Often, I think part of the underlying reason is this general notion of it ain't Shabbosic. And although, wait, there's a mitzvah over here. I hear it. It's a t- I, 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 I hear it very strongly. I don't know of any, I, I don't know of any post game who, who permit it, but I, my heart goes out for it and I hear it. And, and at the same time, there are these, these concerns. Yes, Shelly. Do I have to get to a minion? No, absolutely not. Yeah, sorry. Um, so there's this, there's this concept that if you need to travel outside the school, you can go before Shabbat and put like a certain object, mm-hmm. some food in, in a, you know, right. and, and stuff outside the school because now, the, now it's not the tomb anymore because there's... You've set aside a place to live, so to speak. Right, whatever. right. When you're on a train, I'm just, I'm just talking about the tomb part. The other part is separate. When you're on a train, you're, you're, you're a traveling, you know, residence, right? You've got, you've got bathrooms and kitchens and you've got your food and furniture and, it's, and beds all on this train. Right. So you are... So, so like you're saying, it's going in two directions. One is like, okay, your Onik Shabbos, your proactive Onik Shabbos is somewhat subjective. Like the person who thinks, I remember like the most, my, my grew up in a pretty traditional Hamish home. And I remember I was at uh, someone's house. I forget what I remember. knows me, like Revel Sheva. Remember that band? It was like yeah. Yehuda something. I don't know his name. Cat something. I don't know. I was at his house and they had like salmon for like their meal. And I was like, 
you don't have to have a good filter fish? I was like blown away. I was blown away. I remember like making like a mental note, like I'm doing this when I get married, right? Because I just always, you have a good filter fish and chicken. I'm like, I don't like a filter fish and chicken, right? But so own the proactive owning Shabbos. Yeah, you want lasagna for lunch? Go for it, right? There is the notion of Basar Vidagim, the post can clearly indicate that this is the proactive, but the, the pro- prohibitory elements, uh, the, the thrust of the post is that there are some objective standards, and therefore, even if I'm like a thrill seeker, uh, I cannot get on a pre programmed roller coaster on Shabbos saying, this is an awesome Shabbos. I don't know I'm using an extreme example, but the subjectivity, it seems from the post game, doesn't apply. They understand there's, they're painting these broad strokes saying this is what seemed to be a normative, you know, restful type of thing to do, and, and this is not, and... and so, the neg- so, like, even if the, tr- the rock on the wood doesn't bother you, it's considered, like, it's not a Shabbos appropriate. Correct, 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 so yes. So, what if the technology changes that it becomes much more comfortable to fly? It's like you fly Emirates or something, like... Mm-hmm. What happens? <laughs> They're that good. Yeah. Right. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I I hear it could be it could be again I think even a plane is is probably less again even the the Chasim Sofer's train that he referred to back then is not your Amtrak their train was restless. They were the entire time, right? So um, it, there's a good argument to be made that that particular issue, again, and a plane, plane is the easiest out of all these things, right? Because let's just put things into, 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 into context. Your, your train, you have a t- major tchum issue, right? That, that's a real problem if you're going on a long, not talking in inner city, intercity, uh, in inner city, uh, but if you are on a plane, and you're not, you know, let's assume you're pl- flying only on Shabbos, you're not landing on Shabbos, because then we have, we're going to talk about very briefly what happens when you land on Shabbos, and but let's say you're just, you're above 10 Tzvachim, right? You're flying. So let's say you're flying through Shabbos. So there, there is, there's much more flexibility, much more leniency, um, because A, it's somewhat comfortable. It's certainly not the, the old train over there. Uh, it's above, there's no Tzvachim issue. Um, and yeah, to your point, it is a little more comfortable. Posting more, much more makeable. I'll, I'll I flew on Chavez once, sort of. Uh, I was in Australia, and we flew. I didn't realize, you know, all these, uh, all, some of the, there, there's a debate about the dateline, about where you draw the dateline. And according to the Chazonish, uh, the dateline switches over as soon as you leave the coast of Australia. So I was flying on Sunday, not realizing this until I was in Australia and so I started learning some of these laws. And then realizing if I'm flying on Sunday night, uh, at least for like two hours, I'm flying into Chavez. Right? I'm going to be, it's going to be at least according to one opinion. Again, not according to everyone, at least according to one opinion, it's Shabbos. So the, the psaq that I received, I never really looked into it too much since then, was that, again, based on this chazanish, I was allowed to take off because it was Sunday. I was landing Sunday. Uh, but for about two hours of flight, it was still going to be like a little bit of light until it got dark. So I was told, like, no bathroom, no movies, you know, nothing. Basically, that was my wife, so I had a good company. But like, basically just sat there and, and not to do anything because at least for those two hours, I was in flight on Shabbos. So again, and, and the post are much more lenient, but they would advise... Uh, you know, to, to try as best as possible. Now, again, there I didn't take off on Shabbos because I take, took off on Sunday and I landed on Sunday, right? I, but, uh, but fine. Um, let's, just, let's just wrap because I want to make sure. Uh, okay, let's take some questions quickly. Yeah. So will Orthodox Jews be able to go to bars? Bars, what do you mean? Mars. Mars, Mars. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's a very, okay. I'm, I'm reading my Elon Musk uh, biography right now. Yeah, it's probably pretty tricky. I, there's a lot of problems. Boy, yeah, yeah, it's probably at least your problems. But, uh, but uh, I don't know. What day is it by the time you get into space? I don't know how this stuff works. That's a very good question. A good share for another time. Okay, uh, let's saw a bunch of hands. Uh, oh. I don't know. Not that far. It's really not that far. Um, Shelly, do you have your hands? No, I'm just confused about being on the water and how that's... Is that not... So, so the most post can say because the water is 10, you know, they, they, they consider, most post can say it's considered from the ground and therefore like 
land, and therefore the water being above it, you it's not the boat being, excuse me, the boat being in the water, you're, you're definitely above the tchum, and therefore it's more similar to the airplane. Yeah. Okay, let's just read one more very relevant halacha that comes up. Again, we, we, we've touched about, I, what I hope you walk away with is the basic idea that if you are planning a cruise, don't do it the three days before Shabbos. If you do have something elective, uh, you know, type of surgery, something could be painful, and all things are equal, better to do it in the beginning of the week than at the end of the week. Let's just see one very short halacha. All these things, you know, Ask someone uh, because there's, there are many more details. But if you just turn to page 33, I just want to see one more thing as we wrap up this, this topic. Uh, page 33, this is from the Yalka Yosef. This is from Avadi Yosef. He talks about the following situation, which happens sometimes. Matos shenachat b'sadeh hatufa. Um, a, a, um, a plane which lands in the airport. Vinizbar shikvar nichnesa Shabbos. Let's say you got on a flight and there were some delays or whatever it is. And the plane lands on Shabbos. It happens, right? So, ein latzeit mimenu an motzei Shabbos. Okay, you really shouldn't leave the plane until Saturday night. Now, that's not, as we'll see, it's not always so practical. Because even though while you were in the air, you didn't get into any Tchumen issue, but as soon as you start tax, at some point, even as you get close, you're going to get into, you basically, now you have your Tchum, okay? You basically, as you start landing, you start getting, this is your place now for Shabbos, and then even to get from the plane to the, to the terminal could very possibly, not always, very possibly be more than 10, 2,000 Amos, right? So now you're kind of, Stuck, okay? He says, Very often, they're going to kick you out of the plane, meaning always, okay? They will not let you stay on the plane for Shabbos. You have an obligation to stay in the airport. You are allowed the passport, he's just pointing out, it's not muktza, and you're allowed to hand it to the, uh, you know, to the security guard in order to, uh, to stamp your passport, whatever it is. That would not be muktza in this scenario, or at least there'd be, there'd be a need, and therefore you're allowed to use your passport. But this happens, you hear stories all the time, and people who get stuck, they land on Shabbos, you're not, they're not letting you stay on the plane, you're allowed to go into the airport, you got to stay in the airport for the rest of Shabbos, uh, get comfy, um, and that's the basic halach. Again, all these things, there are a billion questions that could and should be asked. Bottom line is, try not tra- traveling too close to Shabbos. If we typically, the normative halacha is not to get on a train uh, that will be traveling on Shabbos um, at all, uh, that, uh, you know, to get on a boat, it should do in the first three days of the week. And again, any elective type of things which will cause some pain later on, you should try to do those in the beginning of the week, not at the end of the week. Have a wonderful day. I look forward to picking up uh, next week. Take care.